So I can say this to you, that my recommendations for care for you are based on two things, your goals, so what you want to achieve, what success looks like to you, and my findings about you, right? So it's all about them. You see how important that is. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we are thrilled to be a part of this journey with you. If you are a new listener to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, welcome to the podcast. We are enjoying being a part of this journey with so many of you, and we greatly appreciate all of the wonderful feedback that we have received from so many of you. So thank you so much for tuning in. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. As I've shared on some previous podcasts, I like information to flow to me. That is an attribute of a remarkable CEO is information flows to you. I love having my podcast populate my phone app where I get them and every week and this one drips every Tuesday. I'm so grateful for that because I listen to this podcast every week myself as well as other series of podcasts I love listening to. So I encourage you to do that if you haven't already subscribed. And also I'd love if you would share this podcast with a colleague who you feel that this would be of value to them. Our goal with this podcast, to be honest, is simply to help you in your journey in chiropractic to become a more remarkable leader or more remarkable CEO. That is our hope. That is our quest. That is our intention. And we believe that this podcast has added a tremendous amount of value to many of you because you've told us. So thank you so much for that. And if you'd love to leave us a review, we'd be so happy if you did that because Dr. Steven, you and I, we love reviews, just like we love testimonials in our office and we love testimonials from docs we get to work with. So If you are compelled to do that and you feel inspired, we would love to hear from you. And if you're just tuning in today to this for the first time, we are in the middle of a series. We're actually not quite yet into the middle yet, but we're at the front end of a series called the Clinic Oscopy in our search for how do you qualify and quantify someone as being number one, right? How do you get to the top? How do you truly, if we had to define that, what would that look like? And we are embarking on a mission to help you do that. We are not only going to, again, give you some information, but we're giving you tools to be able to do this with your team. We're giving you an ability to assess your business through the lens of the four domains plus one. We're throwing in a bonus there. We're going to be looking at a fifth as well of your practice. We're looking at attraction, which is what the previous episode was. So I encourage you to go back and listen if you didn't. This episode is about conversion. We're going to dedicate this episode to a deep dive into your business, looking at your conversion process and asking the simple question, is it remarkable? And we have 25 standards that would determine whether it's remarkable or not. And we want you to assess your conversion process together with your team. So we're going to unpack this, Dr. Steven, with our amazing podcast listeners here today. I'm looking forward to it. Here's a few words from our newest podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. One of our core values at The Remarkable Practice is innovation. And that's one reason why we love partnering with SCED, who is dedicated to helping chiropractors connect and communicate better by using innovative technology that's easy to use. 
Sked allows chiropractors to connect to every patient through their mobile phone like never before, increasing conversion, retention, and reactivations all with less work. Software can seem complicated to start, so the team at Sked does all the work to get you set up and running as quickly and efficiently as possible. Sked does the hard work for you. To request a demo, go to www.sked.life. That's S-K-E-D.life. Our friend Derek Van Ness from Big Life Financial recently informed us that most doctors are overpaying taxes, an average of $11,000 per $100,000 of income. That's crazy. At TRP, we say you need to systematize everything. And the truth is, Doc, if you don't have a system to save and grow wealth, you will never get ahead financially. Big Life Financial does tax and financial strategy for small business owners, helping you keep more of what you make and be smarter with it. Research and development, credit filings, tax strategy and savings, financial strategies, including cash flow banking, are all things our friend Derek Van Ness and Big Life Financial can help you with. Go to BigLifeFinancial.com to learn more. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, I'm going to throw some context into the conversation because, you know, we were approached by this digital marketing agency and long story short, they said, you know, we have a technology that gives us essentially the power to drive anyone we want to the number one position in search. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. (laughs) And then I said, all right, so, you know, I know that's important, but I didn't know how important it was. Turns out that 43% of leads on average end up with whoever sits at number one, right? Which means that most of the new patient leads in your community are going to the person who sits at number one. And this took me back. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, this is a really important position in every community because it's obviously the impression that so many people are going to get of chiropractic, right? So if we're really going to take chiropractic to the planet, right? Because we know what the world needs right now is chiropractic, but what the world, what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. Like, all right, so, well, what does that mean? Like, who would we want to be number one, right? So, you know, in essence, they asked us, would we be able to audit that? Would we be able to determine who should we make number one? We're like, hey, you're talking to the right guys, right? So we're exactly the right people to audit that. So we're coming at this from the perspective of a principled chiropractic office, right? So we're saying, okay, so we audit the cross, the, what we call the four-legged stool. It's the art, science, philosophy, and business acumen, right? So art, of course, is how you do what you do, the science, what you do, and the philosophy, why you do what you do. And then the business acumen, of course, running the business of your chiropractic practice. We're in the business of saving lives. So let's act like it, right? Let's audit that business. And let's take a look across all five of these domains, attraction, your marketing, generating leads, conversion, compelling people to invest their limited resources of time, energy, focus, and money to take action with your services to get what they want, retention, creating value, creating relationships, right? Creating understanders, we say, that want to stay under regular chiropractic gear. And then of course, team building, surrounding yourself with A players, right? Surrounding yourself with the team that's going to help you create the truly remarkable practice, which of course is a team-driven practice. Let's get this off your back and let's recruit your team to help you take it further and faster than you'd ever be able to do on your own, right? And then of course, the money, Money follows value, right? So we've got to talk about the finances. We've got to talk about the financial performance of your practice, of your business specifically. So Dr. Pete, in essence, in this series, we're deconstructing what it means to be number one, right? So if we had a magic wand and we could make you number one, we're going to be grading you across 
each and every one of these aspects of excellence. So let's begin. So we're going to dig in. We've got 25 criteria, you might say, or questions or qualifications that we want you to assess with your team. And so again, we have a legend for you to determine what the score would be. So I'll quickly go over that with you and then we're going to get into it. So we have a score of zero to four with zero being strongly disagree, one being disagree, two is neutral. You don't have one feeling one way or the other on it. Three is agree and four is strongly agree. So again, and we're going to, again, you can get this. We're giving this to you as a downloadable, as a PDF attached in the show notes. So you don't have to memorize all that. It'll be written down for you. So you'll have that, but just have that in your mind as you're listening to us or as your team is listening to this. If you're a team member listening to this as well, uh, be thinking through that. So the first, so again, this is the conversion. We're looking at your conversion process in your business. And one of the things we know in the remarkable practice, because we have visibility into so many practices is that everyone's process is slightly different, but everyone has a process, whether it's good or great or not, or anywhere in between, it is something that exists. A person comes into your office and they come through a process and they get something, right? So this process, sales process in the journey. So number one, we have a clearly defined new patient conversion process. That one is huge. Is your new patient conversion process clearly defined? Now, what I've seen in my experience in working with enough chiropractors is they have a process, but it's not clearly defined. And it's also not necessarily adhered to either, right? So it's very difficult to believe someone if that's the truth. So the first one is this. The second one is it goes hand in hand with it, which is effective consultation and connection and context is happening during your day one, day two process. So the first one, we have a clearly defined new patient conversion process would be one. So what is the whole process from, let's call it start to finish. And the second one is we're effective during the consultation. So we're going to talk about that just for a minute here. We're going to pause, I think, for a minute here, which is about connection, right? We want to make a connection with somebody. We talk about having an empathetic connection specifically, and there's context as well. So Dr. Stephen, let's just unpack this one here. And I know we're going to keep moving through this, but I I feel like this is a really good place for us to, to pause for a moment. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to have a CEO conversation here. So, you know, we're going to first take this from the perspective of like, how am I going to get the juice out of the squeeze here on this exercise? So I can tell you right now, you can audit your practice yourself, print out the PDF and walk through and score yourself zero to four, right? I From strongly disagree to totally agree, like that sounds like our practice, but it's so much more powerful if you bring your team into this, right? So make multiple copies, distribute it across your team and have them listen to this episode and take this you know, to complete this clinicoscopy experience, go through the process themselves and audit the practice when it comes to our conversion process, right? So as a CEO, we like to stay high level and high level is a really, really perfect perch for the conversation around conversion. If we look across the remarkable practice system of conversion, we know it's a four day process, right? So day one, day one is a, it's all about connection and discovery, right? So this is where your new patient consultation examination process happens. Day two, day two is about ownership. Then your patient's taking, or the the prospective new patient, taking ownership over their problem, their goal, their path, and the plan, right? And that's really where they, quote unquote, convert to care, right? So 
when we're going for true conversion, day three is about setting expectations and agreements with your patients. This is about office policies. This is about patient training and really creating ideal patients. And then day four, quote unquote, is the new patient orientation, right? And that's all about a paradigm breakthrough, right? And equipping them to get better results faster and recruiting them into the mission. So that's a super high level. When we say, do you have a clearly defined new patient process? Ask your team, right? Is it clearly defined? You heard me just go super high level. Would your team be able to have that same conversation, right? So, and when you talk about number two, effective consultation, does your consultation process create that empathetic connection and give the patient context for chiropractic and really the role that chiropractic is going to play in their life, right? The uniqueness that we offer them, right? So like you said, Dr. Pete, that empathetic connection is the most important part in this process because if a person doesn't feel heard, they're not going to be ready to listen. And then it's all going to be for naught, right? So that first step is creating that connection. Ask your team, how do you feel we do? Do we feel like out of the gate day one, does a patient feel heard? Do they feel like we got them? We got their story, right? And once we get their story and we make them feel like we got their story, then they're going to change their brain and they're going to be ready to listen. And then they're going to move forward. They're going to hear the truth and they're going to engage. That's how conversion happens at the speed of connection. All right. Number three is a thorough congruent examination. Do you take them through a conversion, uh, excuse me, an examination process, a discovery process that we call it, call it that's congruent right? So I'm asking, I'm not telling you, I'm asking you, are you in the business of reducing vertebral subluxation? Are you in the business of reducing interference in the flow of information on the nervous system so a person can express health? Are you in the business of reducing interference in the nervous system so people can adapt to stressors readily and appropriately? Would I know that if I observed your examination? Is it a congruent examination? That's what I'm asking, yes or no. Number four, do you have a, a report of findings that's consistent with your philosophy, consistent with your vision, consistent with your beliefs, consistent with your mission? I'm not asking you if you do a report of findings, guys. No, we're not asking you, is it something that you do with every patient and are you consistent? That's table stakes. What I'm asking you, is it congruent what you believe to be true for the healthy, to create healthier human beings in your community? Yeah, this is such an important subject. And again, we do dig into this, you know, in the remarkable practice so much with the docs and the teams that we get to work with. And so we've identified that, you know, for many of the doctors who we work with, you know, when they really ask these questions, they look deep into it, they expose themselves and say, you know what, the answer is no, you know, it's not congruent all the way through and there's not a consistency. And so finding these inconsistencies, incongruencies is actually the foundation of trust is the foundation of every relationship. And you wonder why, again, conversions maybe aren't happening or if they're happening, people aren't staying around and retention is not happening. It does go back upstream. We always go back upstream. And this is one of the first places you're going to discover that. Number five here is, again, keeping with the conversation on this, which is clear and congruent recommendations based on the goals and findings. This one is so big because for me, even knowing you know that many offices are not getting the goals from the patient, that alone already is it prevents you from being able to do this, right? So it's, is your process that a patient goes through on day one, day two specifically, clear and congruent where the recommendations that you give for care based on two things, we say your goals, who's your, the patient. So I can say this to you that my recommendations for care for you are based on two things. 
your goals. So what you want to achieve, what success looks like to you and my findings about you, right? So it's all about them. You see how that important that is. And what ends up happening is a lot of times we brush by, we scoot past this. We don't really do a thorough enough job with connecting the recommendations for care with the goal and the findings. There's a disconnectedness to those three things, recommendations, goals, findings, and they're not connected in the patient's mind. They don't see it. And in your mind, you actually have not done a good job of actually communicating that. That can happen a lot to us because maybe it's you think it's clear in your mind, but it's not necessarily. And so this one is going to be a really good one for you to really take inventory the team on because the question would be, are these people following through with their recommendations long-term? And there's there's a lot of other symptoms we're going to find as a result of not having clear and congruent recommendations for care based on goals and findings. The biggest one is going to be attrition. That one's huge, Dr. Steven. And I think this is where really the rubber meets the road is right here. This is everything leads to in your day one, two process all the way up to this moment right here, we call the four agreements where we agree on the problem, which we start that process on day one. We agree on the goal, their goals. We agree on the path, which is the recommendations to get to where you want to go. And we agree on the plan, which is the financial piece of the puzzle where, again, there's value exchange for services to be received. So the four agreements is really where this lives. And so how are you you doing right now with that? How is your business, how is your practice performing in this area? How would you score yourselves right now? Yeah, how do you score yourself? Zero to four, do your recommendations for care reflect what you believe to be the best thing for the patients to do to get the results that they're looking for? So ask yourself the question, am I telling people what I think they will go for? right? In an effort to quote unquote, close the patient, right? So you hear that so much in our profession. We're not here to close patients, right? We're here to convert patients, right? And in the conversion process, they are taking ownership over their problem, goal, path, and plan if you do this properly, right? So grade yourself, zero to four, zero doesn't sound like us at all. Four, we're crushing that. We're clear and congruent with our recommendations for care which is exactly our product, which is how people consume chiropractic care in our practice. So that brings us to number six. How about your team? Does your team understand and support your recommendations for care? That's going to be a yes or no on that one, guys. Does your team understand and support our recommendations for care? Ask you questions like, how are they as patients? How do you treat them as patients? It should be your best patients. Your family and your staff should be your best patients. Do they refer their friends and loved ones into your practice, right? So where do you see pushback from your team on the recommendations of care? They better have conviction and certainty around your recommendations for care, especially if they're going to be interfacing with your patients. Do you have clear and congruent payment plans that are written down and reviewed with the patients? Clear and congruent. Does your team see the value of care and agree with your pricing? Right. So there's so many teams where we have broken money blueprints, right? Where people just have poverty complexes and they're like, man, I'd never be able to afford this. Man, that person should never get near that conversion process and talk about financial plans or finances with patients. Right. So does your team see the value of care, number one? And do they agree with your pricing structure? Are your payment plans purposeful, possible, and profitable? Right. So purposeful. Do they reflect your vision? Okay, so if you looked at this and said, I'm creating payment plans, which are going to be a reflection of our care plans, and those care plans are a reflection of our vision story. 
You know, so what kind of practice do you want to have? Do you want to have a family wellness practice where you see multiple family members over their lifetime for regular care, multiple generations of family members? Well, do your care plans and do your payment plans reflect that vision? Or maybe you're like, um, actually, no, I love PI work. I love sports injury work. I love working with sports teams. I want to work only with pregnant couples or I like pediatric care, whatever it is that there's no right answer to this. There is just a right answer for you. So that first question is, are your payment plans, your financial plans purposeful? The second question is, are they possible? In other words, are they affordable? You know, so based on your vision story, could you create what you're trying to create with the financial structure that you have in place? You show me how the money works in a business and I'll show you the culture of that business, right? So ask yourself, is it possible for this to happen, right? Is it an affordable care plan? And then finally, is it profitable? As money follows value, you should be incredibly profitable. We have this enviable business model. When you look at across any business, you know, in the business world, when you see, you know, a business that runs at a 45, 50, 55% profit margin. You know what they call that? They call that print and money, right? So we have an awesome business model in chiropractic. God is good, right? We are rewarded very well for the awesome service that we deliver into our community. Money follows value and you should be hugely profitable. Big fan of the profit margin, Pete. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. Spinal Hygiene is on a mission to create a greater awareness for lifetime spinal health and wellness in the world. And if you know their founder, Dr. Tabor Smith, you know that he won't stop until taking care of your spine is as common as taking care of your teeth. This system works perfectly with the three-legged stool of results patient education. Get your adjustments in rhythm, break your bad habits, and add your specific exercises to strengthen the spine and hold your adjustments better. Patients love the results that they're seeing, and of course, our doctors love to see happy patients. The public needs to know that in order to preserve the health of the spine and nervous system, as well as prevent degeneration of the spine, they need to do daily spinal hygiene exercises and have a chiropractor on their healthcare team that they see regularly for spine and nervous system checkups. The spinal hygiene system helps to build awareness, increase compliance, improve retention, and encourage more referrals into your practice. So doc, if you want to educate your patients about lifetime spinal care, increase your customer retention and satisfaction, and add a new stream of income for your practice, then go to spinalhygieneproducts.com to learn more. That's spinalhygieneproducts.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, this is so important. Again, this is a CEO conversation. So we're talking to you if you're a team member and you're listening. We're talking to you as a CEO as you're listening. As a team member, if you're listening, the business must be profitable. So the care plans, the treatment plans, the payment plans that are associated with the recommendations for care need to be so. So therefore, you must have visibility, understand what the overhead is for the business. So you've got to make sure you know what is your cost 
per visit in your office so that you can know that you can see what is the collection per visit average and making sure that that the gap between the cost per visit and the collection visit average is actually profitable, right? So that's what you're looking at there. So I love those three right there. Number 12, continuing in the conversation about payments. So we offer payment options. And again, I think this is really important because if, if we start with the end in mind and we actually make it about the patient, then we would have payment options. We'd have options that give people, depending on their financial situation and life situation, the opportunity to have a different option for pay- care. You're not reducing value. You're not reducing your recommendations. You're not reducing that. You're just giving people an option so that they can pay for it in such a way so that they can get the results that you recommend. Again, your reputation is on the line and their health is on the line. So again, we're not talking about compromising here. We talk about payment options. We're simply talking about giving people choices. Number 13 is we offer and encourage EFT or auto debit. Why is this so important? Well, we have the ability to do this now easier than ever before. And there's so many great technology companies, finance companies that enable us to do this in our office in our clinics. And so it makes it really easy for the patient. So they don't have to think about the money. They get to just focus on what? Their healthcare. They get to think about the three legs of the stool, making sure they're doing what they need to do to be healthy. And they get to be focused on their life and knowing that they're getting this taken care of. There's nothing better than removing this barrier from someone's life, having to have them stop at the front desk all the time and having to have your CAs have to track people down. And again, it becomes such a distraction. It actually undermines the culture, undermines the energy, totally just, again, just derails the practices that people constantly have to stop at the desk to pay. We have to collect this. We have to stop them for this. And it takes the focus from the patient coming in and focusing on the principles of getting adjusted and educating and adjusting to all of a sudden it's about stopping them to make sure we get payments. So again, the value of the auto debits and the EFTs is it makes, it's a clinical, this is actually a clinical benefit for the patient. If you think about it that way, this benefits the patient clinically because healing is an energy and this enables us to focus on your healing when you're here. We've taken care of the payment side. That's all good. And there's an agreement to that. Again, there's they signed to agree to that. So that's all good. Button that up. It's one of our policies in the office. So we do that and we move forward with that. That is how you run a business that becomes more durable. You create scalability, durability with this. This is really important, Dr. Steven. Dr. Pete, this is one of those times when we look back at 2020 and we say, thank you, St. COVID, for some of the advances and the fast forward buttons in technology adoption that we've that came out of that year, right? So for those of you who have been hedgy, you know, on you know, ah, man, I just don't know if I'm going to put in my payment plans or put you know put together like prepayments or EFT. Oh my gosh, auto debits, that kind of thing. If you if that's something that you just really have not done to date, now is the time. This has been the period to do it, right? So because of COVID, everybody has expectations around all sorts of things like prepayment, right? In order to cut down the interactions at the front desk or controlling the number of people that are in the office at any given time. And, you know, we're putting everybody on their care plans and mapping them out and putting them on payment plans and putting it on auto debit. I'm telling you what, guys, trust me on this one, okay? This is a gift from St. COVID. Put this in play, right? So if you've been hesitant, Let me help you get on the other side of that right now. Put this in play. Make sure everybody is mapped out, scheduled out. They're on payment plans and they're on auto debit. And all you got to do is say, well, you know, because of COVID, we're doing it. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, sure. Of course, because of COVID. (laughs) All right. So there is some good that comes out of this, Dr. Pete. All right. So I like this one on 
the cash or cash like payment culture. So, you know, I like the idea of not being insurance dependent. You might be leveraging insurance. You might have an office that's, you know, doing super bills. However, you're using insurance. I really want to see practices moving towards insurance independency. You can still process insurance, what have you. And this is a bigger conversation one day we'll have in as a Maybe we'll do a dedicated episode on this, but I love the cash or cash-like practice, at least a practice that has a, a that is not insurance dependent. So rate yourself. Zero would be, oh my gosh, no, we're like 99.7% insurance. And if insurance ever go, we'd have to shut the doors in 30 days, right? So, or, you know, are you like, yep, no, we're full on all cash. That would be a four, or at least the insurance that we are doing. We've got the patients positioned really, really well where they understand that their insurance is going to participate during a certain season of their care. And then it's going to be their responsibility. We do a really great job educating our patients so that we can leverage the insurance that they do have, right? So insurance, we want to have a cash or a cash-like payment culture. And then for conversion, from a high level, do we see over 50% of new patients commit to care? Do you see those conversions happen? Do they make a commitment to care? In other words, in our world, do they make that first payment, right? So over 50% of new patients commit to the doctor's recommendations for a care plan. And then specifically, over 70% of referred new patients commit to care. This is really a way to audit your process to making sure that you're day one, day two, day three, that you are doing an excellent job, dare I say, a remarkable job in the conversion process. A remarkable standard would be north of 70% of your referred patients committing to their care plan and making their first payment. Yeah, this is so powerful. Again, we're having a a lot of conversations today about money and buttoning things up financially because you're going to see this is a big part of the process. So number 18, 100% of converted new patients are given and commit to a care plan. That is a 100% is a full number. Yeah, that is the full percentage of the what's available. So what we're saying here team is that everybody, everybody is on a care plan. That's what that Everybody's says. following the doctor's recommendations. Everybody. Right? The doctor's the doctor. The patient is there to listen to the doctor. So that's the standard. 100% of people are getting recommendations from the doctor and they're following a care plan. So again, doctors, I'm looking at you. Are you giving 100% of people care plans? Team, are you guys do, giving 100% of people care plans? That's It starts with you. They, you can't have 100% of people on care plans if we're not giving 100% of the people a care plan and recommendations for care with the care plan. So that is a standard. Again, that's, that's our standard and that's what we are holding you to it. Number 19 is 85% of our patients are pre-scheduled or mapped out with their entire care plan. This is a huge thing. Guys, you want to talk about one of the biggest thorns in the side of any front desk check-in or checkout CA. It's tracking people down and trying to keep track of all the folks and where people are at. And I'll tell you what, when you have 85% or more of your patients on a pre-scheduled or mapped out their entire care plan, it is far more likely that your team is going to be empowered and equipped to be able to manage those relationships. Remember, we are in the relationship business. This is how we manage relationships successfully. This is how we hold the patients accountable. Remember, they hire you for your expertise. They pay you for accountability. This is an accountability piece right here. This is my team knowing, hey, this patient needs to be here. My job, and I can. They, my team looks at that patient in the eye. My job is to make sure that you are here. I'm your accountability partner. I'm going to make sure you do. So if there's anything that comes up in your schedule, please reach out to me directly and we'll take care of that. We'll get you, we'll move that schedule if we have to. But, you know, ideally, you know, we don't move or change the schedule, right? We communicate, you speak into your patients what you want their behavior to be, right? You speak into what you want their, them to demonstrate, right? Because this is what we value. 
So again, 85% or more of patients are scheduled to mapped out. That is a upfront job. If you do this upfront, you focus on this. It is an amazing investment to take that little bit of time upfront to do this. That work will pay dividends long-term. Number 20 is 100% of patients are given and follow a payment plan. So again, none of these onesie twosies here, pay as you go. Everyone, even if the recommendations for care is a, they're an outlier, so to speak, whatever the scenario might be, I can name 10, but regardless of what they are, they're on some sort of a plan. They're on a payment plan for whatever the arrangement is based on whatever the situation is. And we all know if you've been in practice long enough, you've got a big enough business, you're going to have these 10% or 7% of outliers. Well, guess what? The one thing we don't have as an outlier is we don't have the payment plan thing as an outlier. We got everybody on a plan. And again, that's a big commitment. Number 21, we start strong with expectations and agreements with the patients. These are signed Again, policy. This is the day three now, Dr. Stephen. We're really honing in here on the day three. The mapping out is the day three. The policies and procedures, these are day three. These are a lot of that day three activity, which we talk about in the remarkable conversion process and remarkable conversion system. And Dr. Stephen, you and I have said this so many times on this podcast, and we will say it again. Every strong, productive, healthy, successful, long-term relationship starts with very strong or clear expectations and honest agreements. And this again, gets enforced right here in the client journey. Yeah. You don't get to do this first week with a new patient over again, right? So it's kind of like raising children. You don't get those first five years over again, do it right. Right. So these first four or five visits into your practice, man, make sure that you nail these expectations and agreements. They're going to be available to you. They're going to be listening. How do we do this? This is my first time as a chiropractic patient, right? So at least it's the first time in your office, right? So this is how we do it here. So you want to train ideal patients so that you can create ideal patients so that you can collect ideal patients. You got one shot at this, right? And it happens in the beginning, big time front end investment in the remarkable practice. We tee this up so that we create ideal patients and collect ideal patients. That just implies that you have office policies, that you have agreed that these are the policies that if somebody breaks it, we'd rather lose a patient than lose our integrity around this. So decide what the law of the jungle is in your practice and follow it. Write it down. They sign them off and you give them a copy of it, right? So, and this is what you're going to hold them accountable to. All right. So that implies number 22, the patients actually follow the office policies, right? So as I said, I'd rather lose a patient than lose my integrity, right? So does your practice operate that way? And your team will tell you whether it does or not. Number 23, we'll pause care or we'll discontinue patients who continue to break policies, right? So listen, at the end of the day, you have to have a three-strike rule of some sorts in your practice. Otherwise, what ends up happening, if you told somebody this is a policy and this is what's important here and they're breaking that policy, it tells them that everything else is not important here if you don't woodshed them, right? Take them aside and have that come to Jesus conversation, right? So this is a big leadership move, right? It's the fourth of the crucial communications. It's guardrails and discipline, right? And nothing will suck the energy out of your practice, your team, and your business than you not disciplining people that are out of integrity. It's an act of kindness, frankly. 24, our conversion process leads to referrals of friends and family. What a great litmus test, Dr. Pete. Do people refer? Do they bring in their friends and their family to your practice? And then finally, our conversion process leads to strong patient retention. We know the truth. Retention begins at conversion. Yeah, this is so important, guys. So we just went through 25 you know, criteria, 25 questions for you as a team to sit down as a CEO to assess your current state, right? This is a current state of health of your conversion process 
in your business. So it's again, a clinicoscopy. This is the conversion one. So there's a scoring legend that we have for this as well. So remember zero through four, you rate those based on what you believe, what you feel is the right score. And then you tally those up. And remember, you're going to give your business a score from you know, F to A. F would be anything below 59. 59 down to zero would be F. From 60 to 69 is a D. From 70 to 79 is a C. From 80 to 89 is a B. And from 90 to 100 is an A. And then a perfect score is a 100. And like Dr. Steven said on our previous episode, if there's anybody out there who scores 100, please just message us. We are going to hire you. We can use you in some capacity, shape, or form because that is just incredible. And so, but this is an exercise. So again, with this, there is a the downloadable, the PDF, print those off, distribute those amongst your team, have everybody listen to this episode, fill out this assessment, and then bring it to a team meeting and then discuss this as a team. And then from there, once you come up with the, the aggregate score of all of them combined and you get that one score, that's where, again, we are as a team. And then you can start setting goals for the company based on that. And you can, again, set projects for the next quarter, for the next year. We can set some real specific maybe bonuses and ways to reward and celebrate if we are able to achieve certain things. So as a CEO, be thinking through all those elements of how we want to grow and improve our business to create a more remarkable business. All right, we're going to go ahead and stop here and uh, we're going to pick up the conversation in our next episode. So make sure you tune in again next week as we dig into one of the most important of all of them, that is the retention piece of the puzzle, which for so many chiropractic practices is a huge, huge opportunity. It's a blue ocean. And we're going to jump into that ocean with you next week. Until then, God bless everybody and take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.